We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have a producer, co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Woo! We have our statistician app photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. Yeah! And we have our photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. What's up, everybody? So, everybody, today we are part of the Blue Wire Network. It's our new home. Check us out. Blue Wire. Brian, where, what's changed in terms of how to find the podcast? Because maybe if you're listening to this on iTunes and you are used to finding us on Podbean, where, where can people find our podcast easily now? Anywhere you've been subscribing, you're still going to get the same episodes loaded onto your platform right away. So nothing's changed. Don't need to resubscribe anywhere. So if you're subscribed on iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcasting platform that you use, you'll still be able to get the same episodes. Um, as far as where you can also find us, we're going to be part of Art19, which is probably one of the top podcasting um, host, hosting sites out on the market right now. It's where I think The Ringer has most of their episodes. Uh, Woj's pod used to be on there, and it's quite a few other networks to use that. So Blue Wire uses Art19, and we will be part of Art19 um, pretty much after this episode. So you can stick around. We'll probably send out links to that as well as uh, links to all of our other podcasting providers. So there you have it, folks. We This is Blue Wire. We are part of the Blue Wire fam. We are part, we are, we are co-workers with Light Years, our favorite Warriors podcast, Chase Down, Justin Rowan, 
Carter Rodriguez. So we're out here with our with our friends from NBA Twitter covering the league, and we're really really excited for this great chance. Um, and for those longtime listeners, expect the same as always, same staff, same everything. And for those new, welcome. We have a we have a very wacky, interesting staff of a lot of people, and you'll see lots of different people come through the show. That's as I introduced earlier. We have our statistician Christian Hernandez, our Photoshopper and anime lover Brass Jazz, our producer and co-founder Brian Goins, and there'll be so many other people that you'll hear from as the season goes on. And we really hope that if it's your first time, that you'll stick with us, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. So, since we general. have new since we have new listeners, I just want to make it very clear that I don't love anime. Anime is trash. I just anime want... is trash according to Brass. I love anime. Brass does not love anime. Brass, however, lost a bet once in which he had to watch an episode of Scum's Wish, which is uh, a 2018 anime by Studio Lurch. Don't um, recommend it. Check that out. It's good. All right, guys. So there's a lot since our last podcast. Uh, we thought that the Heat might get Westbrook. That did not happen. Uh, I thought we all felt that that was a done deal. We've heard, uh, you know, we reported that it was really, really close to getting done. And uh, the deals fell apart, and, and now Chris Paul is now on the Thunder. So kind of what's been circling around is the Heat possibly being a landing spot for Chris Paul. It's been reported that this is the preferred destination for Chris Paul. Um, and, you know, it's funny that we keep hearing that this is like everybody's preferred destination, even when the uh, – even when the Anthony Davis thing was going, I remember somebody had reported that if Miami had cap space, that would be a landing spot that he would like. So it's, it's funny to, to kind of hear all this is happening again as Miami's about to come into flexibility. So Chris Paul is interesting for a couple of reasons. I think that if he comes, they're obviously a better team without with him than without him. The issue with him is a contract and not not really the money, I would say, but more the cap implications for 2021. Um, I think it was Woj that reported that Miami's asking for both their picks back, which is... Brian Windhorse, actually. Brian Windhorse, I'm sorry. Brian Windhorse of ESPN reported that Miami wants both their picks back. The One of the ones conveyed to Phoenix in the Dragic trade, which is funny how that still hasn't been conveyed yet. Uh, and then the Clippers pick, the, the pick that Miami traded to the Clippers uh, to dump Mo Harkless. So Miami would want both those back and get Chris Paul... And you'd imagine that they try to package those picks to get another star. So, guys, I don't know. I've been trying to talk myself into what maybe feels like the inevitable, <laughs> knowing how this organization works. I don't know. Christian, you're, you're like smiling. You're big smiling. I mean, well, because also it's just, you know, we're living in a time of a bunch of unnamed, you know, Twitter sources that are reporting done deals days in advance and, and everybody's just trying to fact check them. But, you know, there seems to be a lot of smoke around, you know, the heat still eventually helping Oklahoma City to get off an expensive point guard. Um, yeah, but I think both picks is definitely where the Heat's stance should be. Like, they need to get something of real value back if they're going to sacrifice that cap space in 2021, like you mentioned, Gianni. Would you be mad? Like, if if they do the deal tomorrow and it's it's Goron and then, I guess, another contract that works, uh, James Johnson, for example. Uh, well, I don't know. Would that work? Probably. Um, so, I mean, it's... The, there's a. I, I actually looked it up because the problem with the Heat and Oklahoma City trading is that it's incredibly complicated because the Heat are right up against the hard cap. They're uh, what under a million within the hard cap, so they have 
literally no room to navigate. Yeah, it's like eight hundred thousand dollars that we have it, around the plate. Exactly, with. and Sam Presti right now knows that he has a lottery team, and he is trying his best to sell off these assets and look towards the future. Um, and you know, get under the luxury tax. Exactly, and he he does not want to take on any more salary right now on the short term. It's Oklahoma City, like. If that stadium's half full, like, where's the revenue going to come from? They're, they're already, like, playing against the numbers because they're in a very small market relative to the rest of the league. So, it's it's difficult for them. They're going to have to likely get off some of these assets. That I mean, kudos to Presti, though, man. That deal, can we talk about that deal for a second? Like, especially, like, wh- where the conversation was regarding Westbrook's value and then to get... Two first rounders and two pick swaps. Like I know that the Rockets are desperate, but damn, I'm surprised that Patterson didn't go in the deal. I know that Oklahoma City wanted to get off of him, and I I don't think Patterson would have been useless for them. Uh, that w- that was a little surprising to me that Patterson didn't go because that would have really achieved all Oklahoma City's needs. But I guess they wanted the an extra pick swap. Right. I mean, uh, look. I mean, I doubt that the Heat were offering anything nearly that good. So. I, th- I think it was a it was a but good yeah, decision. Barry Jackson reported that they were trying to dump Andre Robertson's contract on the Heat if uh, if Westbrook would have gotten traded to the Heat. Oh, he's such a Heat guy. He's such a Heat guy. Like, I mean, I would, I'm surprised I they did it. Like that. I would have liked pl- that. He hasn't played in like 12 months. <laughs> Whatever. You know, he, he, like culture. he he would have been in the running for Defensive Player of the Year if he had stayed healthy. Like. He just can't he's like that, he's that good of a defender. He's the one of the worst shooters. Like I think he's yeah. like a historically bad shooter, but yeah, he's he's a, a very very good defender. Brass, are you in on uh, are you in on Chris Paul here or what? I am. <clears throat> I'm in on Chris Paul. Uh, no, uh, short answer, no. Uh, <laughs> long answer, I am in on Chris Paul. If it leads, if they are certain it leads to something else like a Bradley Beal. So I was kind of going through those machinations in my head. So Miami is right up against a hard cap. So any trade with Oklahoma City is probably going to match almost even salary or, or really close. Miami, that would have to involve the Dragic uh, contract because it's the only one big enough to kind of get close to matching and then give them one other. Miami doesn't have a, Miami's not going to have a full team, right? You're going to trade two for one and you can't take any more salary, right? So you're, you're kind of subtracting your roster spot by one. And then if you trade for Bradley Beal, you, now you don't have that drag. It's $19 million. So how the hell are you going to match that? And I know Washington has some trade exceptions and stuff like that, but it starts getting complicated with sending away just bodies and you're taking on money and you can't fill those roster spots because you're hard capped. So that's kind of like where it got complicated and dicey. Oh, actually, uh, it's something interesting that's kind of related to because I know that we've kind of been wondering if there's a possibility that the Houston and Oklahoma City deal not being done yet is because they're trying to get other teams involved. Royce Young, who is an Oklahoma City beat guy, just reported that the Russell Westbrook trade is now official. So So I guess we will find out shortly what the official terms are, but it seems that if he were going to be involved, we probably would have known by now. I, going like talking about Westbrook for a second. That whole deal, we all felt that uh, I think all of us and he beat was were pretty convinced that it was going to happen, and it was just we all had varying degrees of uh, did we want it to happen or not. Um, and so I think we're all pretty surprised that uh, that Houston. 
I mean, I, I really don't understand what the hell Houston is doing there. But I but the reporting of it I found to be a little annoying because then it was every everyone's is, you know, tweeting out as if like, oh, Miami missed out on Westbrook. They missed out on Westbrook. And I don't that I don't buy that for a second because I think what Miami did, what Riley did, is I, I think he should be applauded for this. Listen, we could have had Russell Westbrook. It, it could have been done. He just wasn't dumb enough to give up the assets it was going to take to do it. But we could have done it. We had the opportunity to do it, and we chose not to. And I think that he should be commended for that and not destroying our future in the process. Because right now, we, like I said last time I was on, you know, we have Jimmy Butler. You know, we, we don't have Hassan. Uh, you know, th- this team is better than last year. This team, I think, is unquestionably better than it was last year. But we also have the opportunity to grow. We have good assets that can be traded. Um, and then we do have 2021 out there. So we have different avenues for this team to improve. And if they would have traded away, say, you know, uh, you know, justice and, you know, and ban- whatever they wanted, they wanted, you know, two of the assets to the young guys. I mean, that would have sucked. I'm really glad that Riley made a hard stand and said, I'm not parting with two. And I, I think that it was Barry Jackson that was reporting that Riley or the organization made a stand that uh, Bam and Harrow were, were not going to be traded. That was what got reported by, by Barry, which kind of led us to believe like, oh, wow, Justice is the one that's going to go. Right. So the fact that at least the organization made a stand and said, OK, we're, we're protecting our our treasure trove of young players and assets, and we're not going to empty the cupboard for Russell Westbrook, as tempting as it is. And as, I think, honestly, maybe us, we would have been critical. Like, half Heat Beat might have been critical. A couple media guys might have been critical. Uh, but, I mean, I think the grand majority of fans would have just applauded that move. It's an easy thing to do. Winslow's not, I mean, Winslow's popular with us, but probably with the fan base, he's not, you know what I mean? He's, he's not UD or anything. So that would have been a really popular move to do, and it would have been really easy for them to do it. And I'm really glad that they that they held strong and they go, no, we are going to keep our assets because something better can come. Right. It's like last year, uh, you know, the Jimmy Butler deal. What Tibbs wanted was the asking price was just simply too high. We, you know, and if we had buckled it was to Josh what he wanted, Kelly and a pick, and they and wanted more. And they, they wanted, wanted they wanted Bam too. They was they wanted was, Bam too. Uh, initially, so. they wanted two of the three kids, just like what. Uh, Houston wanted right now for this trade. Right, they and wanted to em- they wanted to empty us out, and and we didn't do it. Had and you Mark know what? Cuban we, we had had the the debacle with Dallas not happen. Miami would have had a pick too, right? So it would have just been Goron and Jay Rich, right? And they would have unloaded the Goron salary anyway that he could have opted out of, right? And they would have got Jimmy Butler for less. They would have been able to keep Olenek, keep their pick, and just in reality give up Josh and Goron, which is just a way better trade for them. So. The, the but, patience has gotten them far. Yeah, the patience up to just in the Jimmy deal alone has gotten them far. And I think, as you know, as as Leif said last time I was on with him, uh, you have no idea. We had no idea Russell Westbrook uh, was going to shake loose. You had no idea Paul George was going to shake loose. Did anybody I, have those two guys moving like three I was, months I was, ago? I was wondering. Yeah. Do, do any, well, you, you, any you know who's of, the next the guy local... who's, who's going to be kind of on the watch is Bradley Beal. He's got in ten days. The Wizards can offer him a three-year, hundred eleven million dollar extension, thirty-seven million dollars a year. Like, Pre-agency, as Bill Simmons calls it. 
Yeah, so it's going to be super interesting to see what happens because then I think we're finally going to have Bradley Beal say something publicly in terms of what he's feeling. And Candace Buckner was already reporting, I think she this was an article that she published last week, uh, that Bradley Beal, uh, she's heard from one source that thinks that Bradley Beal is out of Washington. So if that becomes true and, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but there's already been a lot of Miami-based recruiting going on between... Hey, big head. <laughs> bam. That, that bam tweet was was incredible. <laughs> I mean, look at look at the landscape of the league. Like, at any point... I mean, who thought... I mean, these guys were not available a couple months ago, and things happen, like, in a snap of a finger. You don't know, like... You have to keep your assets because you have no idea who's going to be available. Bradley Beal, yeah, that's the one we're watching. Who knows if Carl Anthony Towns becomes available? Who knows if, you know, Porzingis became available last season? Who the hell had Porzingis on the trade block, right? It's like, who knows what's going to happen with Jokic and, and, and TJ McCollum and Damian Lillard? Even You know, Man, you don't I know. Would, I would hate to be the Bucks right now. You know, because. Giannis is the other guy. All eyes on the Bucks. They did not keep Malcolm Brogdon. Yep. You don't know how that's not going to make him feel. And if they have a subpar season, you know, that that's another one to look at. Kyle Lowry is another great player that could be on the move. Oh, Who my knows? God. I Who Jesus. Gianni. Who knows? Um, Forward-thinking Gianni. <laughs> one year ago, Kyrie Irving was in front of the Boston crowd saying, I'll be back if you'll have me. Right? The, everything changes fast. So the important thing for Miami is to keep their assets and to make the play that counts. The well, way they didn't I want him though, right. not the, the first one that comes, the one that the, counts. The way the way that I look at it is, everyone talks about twenty twenty one as being the plan. I disagree. I think twenty twenty one is the kind of worst case scenario. I mean, and it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad of a scenario, but uh, I think that they're looking for something to shake loose and make a move prior to that. But worst case, they can case, keep a max slot open for, can, for 2021 and still make a trade, right? So once they get off right. the hard cap, right? So they can, they can negotiate some minimums and stuff like that and they can get guys on one-year rentals for vets, you know, Vince Carter, who knows? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, you're right. 2021 is like, you want to you get a guy that shakes loose now, but 2021 is like, okay, we, gotta, we got what we want. Now let's add the final piece. It's like the final step. And if that final step is Giannis, poof. But, I mean, look, Jimmy's 29, right? Does he turn 30 next season? Turns yeah, 30 be, in September. 30, yeah. Oh, okay, so he turns 30 And that 30 was my argument against Jimmy. Exactly what you're about to say. Well, no, it's that means that you have a two- to three-year window where he's still in his relative prime. So you really have to try to maximize that. Waiting to 2021... That's really starting to push up towards against the end of his prime. So unless you can somehow convert the space you have into two other stars, like that's not really going to get you to the championship level. Well, that's the argument for Chris Paul. By recovering two picks, you then have ammunition to trade for a star while keeping like bodies that are good. Yeah, but the Chris Paul is tough, man, because he's still good. And like that's why some people like, okay, just as better and all, but he is... A still a better point guard than anybody on the Heat. Who's going to be better in okay. two years, Justice Winslow or Chris Paul? I mean, I don't know. It depends. At I mean, that Chris, size, Chris, Chris Paul size. seems like a maniac. So I would imagine that he's going to hold up probably closer 
to the not maybe not necessarily Ray Allen. He Ray played until what, like forty? I think Chris Paul's thirty four, so he'll be thirty. Exactly, like he's he's got plenty of time in that regard. Yeah, so, but Chris Chris Paul is also like the human form of that face app thing Ray, that's going Ray on right now. Forty three. Well, yeah, but he hadn't played since. That happened. That happened a long ass time ago. You just gotta yeah. have some thick skin to play with Chris Paul, man. That's was, the only thing. His last season in Miami, he was thirty-eight. Man, I'm not. I'm Ray not Allen. worried about. I'm not worried about Chris Paul's production on the floor. I, I'm. I'm worried about his production in the you know hospital. Like, yeah, I'm worried about his health. I want to make sure the he health plays. is that's that's my biggest issue. <laughs> but I, I do think that the league, I think with Kawhi and all that, and, and Miami has shown a willingness to do kind of load management type seasons. We saw it with Dwayne. I mean, they're. they're Miami is also very usually cautious about injuries. I mean, look, they were in the middle of a damn playoff hunt, and Justice Winslow and Josh Richardson just didn't play for a month. That cost them the playoffs. But they're very cautious with injuries. They've always been. So I, I, I think that kind of a guy like that walking into a situation like this, I do think there's an understanding and there's a history with the organization, the training staff, that there will be some kind of loaded managing going on to make sure that you're ready for when it counts. It's, like, it's not Thibs land. Right, it's it's a it's a little different in Miami. Um, I, given I can the history, see that. especially with Dwayne. Uh, how do you feel about Chris Paul running the offense at his age? Are you comfortable with him having the ball and maybe getting his usage more up than he, how he was in his last season at Houston? His first year was really good. His second year, he kind of took a step back because of Harden. So I'm more okay with it than probably other people because he's still. And Chris, I know that I asked you to pull up these numbers a while ago, but you probably don't have them anymore. But he, I, I know I'm pretty sure he was a, an above average isolation player last year. He was still. Um, no, top, he was not. He was not. Okay, so that that really fell off a cliff. Oof. Um, <laughs> well, he was like he was like at one point one four like look, the year look, before. It was like something he was, ridiculous. He was still very good in three areas that are super important for a point guard, and that's perimeter shooting off-ball movement, and playmaking. So he's still upper echelon in those three things, and that ultimately is what is still makes him a really good player. The, the only thing is, obviously, his defense is starting to decline a little bit. You know, he's, he's getting a little bit older. Um, I mean, the shooting, he actually kind of had a down year shooting, so it wouldn't actually be unreasonable to see that rebound a little bit. Um, but he's still a great player, like... He's got do we, him playing with Bam. Are you serious? Like he is going to throw the most ridiculous lobs, and Bam is just going to literally shatter someone's soul on a basketball court. I, I like. I really like the pairing of him and Jimmy. I kind of can look at it as, and I know that people are not going to like to hear this, but Paul George has had his best season with Russell Westbrook, and I I don't think that Russ gets enough credit for helping uh, Paul George in that sense and how kind of a guy like Russ really bends the defense especially once he beats his man uh and and you can run guys off little pin downs and little little things like that you know uh floppy sets and and you really can get guys open with the pressure that you put on the defense as well and I think Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler can have a similar type relationship where he can really give Jimmy a lot more space than he's used to and you could see him have a career year if if Paul's playing with him but like we said, there's a there's a really tight window for a Chris Paul Jimmy Butler uh, yeah. duo that you would need to convert a third star like within the season. That's why I said if they pull that trigger, they I think they better be pretty damn sure that they could get some get someone like Beal like quickly. Do you think yeah, that they would the do next it without person it? Is on the market? I kind of think that they might be patient. 
I, I, I kind of. Well, Gian, Gianni, that brings up an interesting point. Uh, like, so what do you think? Christian, what? Oh, uh, well, no, I was just wondering. So what do you think the ceiling is for the team right now? Actually, this is funny. So, uh, Karmic Bead 7193 asked, what do you think the ceiling is for the Heat team as it currently stands? Literally asked that right as we were talking about this. So this seems fitting. Man, like, I see a lot of people throwing around 42 wins. I got to think it's more than that, right? I got to think they get Well, that's the o- that's the that. Vegas over under, 42 yeah, and a half. Five, that yeah. means. I got to go like 45. That means right? the over is they're just over 500. I mean, like they're not that. I mean, do, is that what is that? Is that people being low on on Jimmy or being low on the roster? Uh, I think it's got to be low on the roster. I mean, we all watched Jimmy ball out in the playoffs and almost beat the team that won the title. Do right? we live in some sort of like different reality where like we think Winslow is good and nobody else does? Is this like is this what's oh, happening? Well, yeah. Do we live, just, in no, we live in a reality where we have an ESPN announcer saying that? Eric Spolsch is not even a top 10 coach. We will address later. Dan oh, Dockett's later. Dan the dick. We will address him later because that we that will get addressed later. But I man, I I think I think Justice is it, man. Like I think that guy's legit special. I don't know how we I mean, we've talked a bit about about Hero on the show. I do think that there are questions defensively and beating his man off the dribble, but I mean, just shooting off the catch, he's been like lights out, so you know, I mean, but even uh, even in the NBA 2K this year, Jimmy got an 88. Yeah, that's a, it's like a curse. It doesn't don't come players on. come here and get worse on, on 88. 88. Get out of here. It always happens. Um, that's why you use custom rosters. You make them 99. Yeah, I'll I'll download Nikias's roster. <laughs> Can you believe, man? Is it weird? I don't like 2K. I don't like sports games. I find them like not fun. Same. I've never I, liked sports games, and, and I, I love sports. video games. You know, I, I don't find games. anime fun. You don't see me bitching about it. That's true. Nobody, nobody good point. Good point, Brian. Good pr- excellent producing. No, yeah, Brian's Brian's A plus producing. Um, so that let's get to Dockage, right? Let's get to Dockage because what he said was pretty pretty asinine. No, I just want, I just want to lead off. I okay. On. Let's explain for the audience that might not know what happened or who Dan Dockage is. Dan Dockage is some guy, radio guy in Indiana. I'll play, I'll play the sound. I'll play the sound. Okay, play the sound. And Eric Spolster is one of the top two or three coaches in this league. Wait a second. Oh, that's not even debatable, Doc. Oh, that is so debatable. You can say it as sternly as you want. That's not debatable. Okay. And I'm give me, telling you give that me, is give me Brad Steve. St- you know, no, not five. You said two or okay, three. Okay, give me two or three months. A Popovich, Brad Steve. Popovich, I'll give you. No, I'm not giving you Brad Stevens yet. I'm giving you Brad Stevens. Well, I'll give you Nate McMillan. I'll give you a ton of guys. Brad Stevens. Where's the championships then? Where, okay, where's where's Spolster been since LeBron left? Oh, well, he's been deep in the playoffs. Oh, where's Brad Stevens? He went to the he went to the finals without Kyrie right. Irving. But it's not like everybody wins with LeBron, right? Seemingly. No, come on. Look at like, all the coaches he's had. That's not true. That's so true. No, that's not. We mean win with. What? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. You know, you, if you're going to tell but... me, if you're going to tell me, Eric Spolster is one of the two or three coaches. Yes. that's not debatable. I would just simply say you're out of your mind. Okay, then I'm out of my mind. I don't think he's in the top ten. Oh, now you're out of your he, mind. No, I'm not. He's just a guy. He's a nice he's coach. Just a guy. That's ridiculous. Guy. No, that's absurd. That is not absurd. a two-time champion. You're not just a guy. Yes, you are. When you have LeBron and what we've what have we done since LeBron? Then you get to play about Pat Riley after he'd left the Lakers because he didn't win for a long time until 2006 after that. Yeah, you, can make, you can make a point however you want to make it. So that's the sound. <laughs> so you can hear that's George Sedano. 
Heat Beat friend, friend of the show, Heat Lifer, Sedano, defending the glory of Eric Spolstra. And I think that they they were having this conversation on the Lebertard Local Hour um, this week about, you know, like, well, like, how, do we really know, like, what makes Spo a good coach, right? Like, like the fans. And, like, they're right for the most part. But there are, there's a lot that Spo does that's pretty visible to the eye. How their defense, his defenses are have been top five every year that he's been a coach. Um, kind of okay, how not, we, not, not every year, but he's, I think he's every been, year, but one, right. It was, it's, it's literally every year, but one, he's had a top 10 defense. I think, I think the year after LeBron left and then, and that, and that was, was the year years. that everyone was hurt and they were falling apart by the seams. Well, dang, well, like a bunch of games, way missed a bunch of games. Are using points per game? I saw that. I saw that the, the tweet floating around. I don't know. It was probably points per game. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I mean, regardless, like like Spolster is an elite defensive coach. I don't think that there's arguing that. I think what he did during the Big Three era is is incredible. And like it's it's stuff that his sets are duplicated all the time. And I say this on the show like a lot, but the idea of running horn sets with guards, how they would have small people scream for LeBron and then have bigger people scream for those smaller people on flare outs. Like like what a lot of the stuff he did was new at the time. And it's stuff that the warriors have replicated the trap defense, playing the passing lanes, like that aggressive stuff. Like that's all a lot of that was new stuff and new innovative stuff, like designed to his personnel. And then the 30 and 11 team, he completely changed the team on the fly as to what they were doing, right? They were they were kind of a slow team, and then they kind of changed it to a fast-paced three-point shooting team. They were bombs away from three from the corner. They, they like, suppose a great coach who changes how he coaches based on his personnel. A lot of guys come in here and have career years. I, I just find it ridiculous how people can have these takes. Hey, uh, well, that's actually that brings up an interesting point. So how do you think bringing Jimmy Butler in, like, I like I I think I I know of how I would change things to kind of incorporate him, but how do you think that's that that Spo's going to do that? Like so, last year we talked a lot about this too. Was how they kind of had two offenses, right? They had the the Winslow point guard offense, and then they had the Dwayne Wade offense, right? How they would play a lot of like dribble handoff screens, not a lot of high pick and roll. They would try to like kind of pump the pace up, and then when when Dwayne was in the game. They would play a lot of high pick and roll, really take the air out of the ball, find the seams, play the angles, play that mid-range area more. I kind of think that it's going to be more of the Dwayne offense. I think Spo really defaults to that kind of stuff when there's a really good player. He likes to let guys work up top. But I do think there'll be some incorporation. I do think that they'll do a lot of the dribble handoff stuff, uh, especially if Jimmy can be a consistent uh, shooting threat. So when he catches, especially between him and Olenek, I really want to see that two-man game with them. Uh, especially with Bam screening up top to kind of free one of them. I think that you can see a lot of really, really cool stuff like with those three guys. Christian, uh, you're a numbers guy. Uh, it seemed like Dwayne going into his final season was known as like a historically bad three-point shooter. But then in his final season when he came back, uh, it seemed like he kind of turned that around uh, quite a bit. Uh, was that just was that just eye test? Or was that, that... that was a little. I mean, it was a little bit of eye test. It was actually holding up for a good amount of the season. Career think, high three point shooting season, thirty three percent, baby. Okay, okay, but was that wasn't this season, was it? Dwayne's last season was a career high in three at thirty three percent on three point six attempts per game. His most. Okay. Oh, okay. so it was a career high, but okay, but that's but, that's what, what, what I thought though. But what was he averaging before that though? 
Was it like 31? He's a 29% career three-point shooter. Wow, it was 29? I didn't realize it was that bad. That's 29 well, yeah, with I the mean, 33% from last season. Damn. Listen, that's, that's, that's an improvement, though. I mean, you know, that that's like Jimmy's, that's, that's his sort of glaring you know, spot, right? You know, Dwayne was only taking two and a half threes a game the first year of the big three. That number, you felt higher at the time. No. I, I mean, I remember that was bombs he, away. He was doing so much cutting and just kind of like working in the post, especially against smaller guards. Like, I miss, I miss the ghost cut. Yeah, oh, but man. when, when mean, he played Hero Ball that first year, especially that Dallas series, I remember especially that one. Uh, what was it, game five against the uh, the Bulls? Oh, that Finals. comeback forever, man! But all they hit was threes, back to back to back to back. Dwayne threes. Had a that was amazing. Play. Yeah, I remember that too. So yeah, Brass, he did. He did indeed have a career year from three. Yeah. So I mean, if if that's if that's Jimmy's, you know, the weakest part of his game, then uh, I think he's gonna turn that around. It's not even that weak, but it is the weakest part of his game. He's got a very good game. Oh, I thought he shot like thirty three percent too. No, he's he shot 36 or 34, but I think 30, two years 34. before, he had that big year with Minnesota where when he was healthy, it looked like they were going to be like a four or five seed in the West, and he, he was, was at 30. That year. And that's not bad. For, His career high yeah. is 37%. I mean, he's like, yeah, career thirty-four percent three-point shooter. He's it's not, it's he's not average, terrible. I mean, but you know? he also, he's, he's, he hits big threes, too. Yeah. No, he, he does have you a... Know habit for hitting big time threes. I, yeah. I like him. I like him in motion. Like they'll be able to run him in sets with, with Kelly where they do that little dribble handoff and, oh, and he'll be able to get free and like get some nice catch and shoot opportunities on that, like behind Kelly's screen. So yeah, there was a story I, I, on the basketball writers where they mentioned how he's really, he operates a lot on the right side for dribble handoffs and Tyler hero mm-hmm. when he was at um, Kentucky operate on the left side of dribble handoffs. So if you played both of them together, they can easily work on each end of the court. Well, Kelly likes the left side, so that's usually where Kelly operates. I'm not. So I'm sure you could have Bam on the right side then if he had him out. Kelly's so good at it. The Kelly keeper. That's like the Kelly. That's like the man. Let me tell you, I I really love what Kelly brings to the team, and I know that he's just a guy, right? And like people look at him as a very expendable piece to trade. I think he's like huge for the offense. I think that he's very important. I think he and Jimmy will have a great. I do. I, I'm Christian. I'm so excited to see like once we have a substantive sample size, the Bam Jimmy Kelly trio. I'm like Hell, very yes, excited yes. to see what that is. It's gonna be a lot of fun, honestly. Like, what are you eating? Oh, <laughs> it's finger looking good. Sounds like Leslie brought home. I think it's like a. Like a brisket sandwich of some kind. It's from Proper Sausages. Oh, Proper Sausages is really good. Yeah, free promo the, for them. But it's a um, yeah, shout out, man. Yeah, we're talking about th- going back to threes for a second. Can we just can, can, we, can we laugh at uh, Ben Simmons, the contract he just signed, and he, right now in his career he's zero for eighteen from three. Okay, that guys, many, we, he we has literally that many attempts. We literally just yeah. got done talking about how Dwayne was a historically bad three point shooter, and you guys just try now. We're gonna trash Ben Simmons for not shooting threes. Let <laughs> see, can we talk about how how NBA uh, he has bullied? tried shooting threes, eighteen of them, and none of them have gone in. <laughs> NBA Twitter bullied Ben Simmons into shooting threes. That's Did like you just under- have that stat ready? Like- I, I was looking up the last couple minutes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to get into the stat game, Christian. I'm a little jealous. Oh, man, of you're you. gonna put me out of business so quick. You no, no. I just look. I just look up lover? the funny stats. That's all. Stat- not the useful ones. Statistician and anime lover, Brass Jazz. Yeah, someone's. I'm sure someone's gonna tweet me. It's like, no, he he shot like four, but no, nine in each season. You know, guys, I've kind of talked myself into. I've talked myself into this team. 
What do you think they're team, better than the 2000 and was it 16 Heat team that almost made it to the Eastern Conference Finals? No way. That team was really good. That I saw someone un- who that team underperformed that in the playoffs. I can't remember who said it on Twitter. Was it Rob Slater? It might have been Rob Slater. Why is everybody forgetting that Hassan was a huge part of that team and Hassan got hurt in the in the conference semifinals and they were playing Winslow at the damn five, right? It's like that part gets lost to history that they lost no, both their starting lost. centers. It's in the Justice Better theme song. It's in the Justice Better song. But like when we talk about that team and we say, oh, I know that Toronto lost Valanchunas and Valanchunas was giving them the work. They The Heat losing Hassan, they were like really strapped for bigs. Like we don't, we don't. Well, Biombo was enough. eating us. I remember. Who? Bismack Biombo. Biombo, oh, random scrub heat killer. Did that bit go away? Random scrub heat killer. What a time. We can bring him back. No, it didn't go away. We have to bring back random scrub heat killer. I feel like I feel like we're not doing it that much anymore. That yeah, Brian. I don't know, man. That team, that team was so good. Luol Deng was amazing for them that year. Three and D guy, elite finisher at the rim. Um, I really like that team. That team underperformed in the playoffs. I do think that they were better than that Raptors team. And we all, if do you remember Brian at the time we were saying that this this team can make the finals. We were saying that this team has more than a puncher's chance of beating Cleveland. We would have gone into that series against Cleveland. That would have been so much fun, man. Thinking that we that the Heat were going to win, we would have such absolutely. a buzzkill. We would have we were going to talk ourselves into Heat in six. We were. You know, I still, it. I still think they could have done it. I With know they could have done it without Bosch. Without Bosch, no, no, they would have no. done it. Well, and, okay. And then Ali from Utah happened. Bro, Christian, do you not remember the game in Miami where Hassan blocked Kyrie at the rim and they smoked Cleveland and we were puffing our chest saying, wow, they just kicked Cleveland's ass. Cleveland hasn't won in this building since LeBron left. I remember when Joe Johnson and Josh Richardson just went off that second half of the season. And I do remember that game where they played Cleveland at home and they won by like 30 or 40 points. That, that Miami TV. team had a good matchup against Cleveland. Justice was guarding LeBron a lot and doing yep. a good job. Yes. Luol Dang, always a good LeBron defender. They had enough wing defenders to throw at LeBron. Hassan was probably playing his best basketball. It was well, his contract because he always played year. Tristan Thompson. He always tore Tristan Thompson up for dinner. Would, was there a? Would, do you think there was a 1% chance that we would uh, have uh, brought Bosch back to play? If we made the Eastern Conference Finals, no, no, probably not. No, one one no. percent chance. No, I think Bosch talked about it on one of the recent interviews he did with uh, Southie Sessions or whatever. Yeah, there was not really a shot. Hmm. What a time! Man. He wanted to play, just the Heat weren't going to let him. We should, we know. <laughs> we we're all too familiar with that. It it's probably good though. for him. Like it's it's just a game. We would we would have we would have talked ourselves into Heat in the finals. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Could you imagine? I feel like, no, that's gonna happen this year. You know, is that that's the year happen. that Cleveland won. That was the year that Cleveland. Gee, won. Yeah. that's yeah. gonna happen this year. That was it. That no, was no. gonna be us. That was our title. I don't know. I, this season, I'm gonna see how it plays out. I can't. I can't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm not as easy to talk myself into yeah, stuff. If as we get does. Chris Paul, say we get Chris Paul. I won't talk myself into. I mean, I, dude, I, we're gonna get Justice Winslow, Skinny Dion Waiters, yeah. Skinny Dion. Jimmy Skinny Dion. fucking Butler, Skinny Kelly Maple. Olinick and Bam Adebayo Idris. all over and people's faces. Tyler Hero, Udris, and maybe I, not, maybe some none in there. Yeah, actually, let's talk about none. Yeah, because he, 
He had such a good summer league. First team. And did Tyler Hero make first team? No, no. he didn't even make second team. Mm-mm. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how they make those rankings. Was, You're asking was, the wrong was people. Was none better than, than, than Tyler? You know why? Because Nikaias didn't get a vote. Statistically, yeah. I mean, I, I always, I, I, every time I saw stuff about Cyber League, I was a Tyler Hero, 27 points. I was like, oh, good for him. Did you not watch any of Summer League? I watched No, he was at an anime convention. Remember? I was at an anime convention, so I missed like the bulk of it. I was at like, anim- I was at Anime Expo 2019. I got to see Hibike Euphonium Chikaino Finale. Our promise a brand new day. I actually have a video on it on my YouTube channel at Subtitled Anime on YouTube. Check it out. It's about what to expect from the movie. Spoiler free. Gianni could have been credentialed for for NBA Summer League, and he. I was anime. actually kind of credentialed for Anime Expo. Let's be honest. I I chose Anime Expo credentials over NBA Summer League credentials. I guess I invited this, right? It was. Let me tell you something. It was. It was good to have clout. Let me tell you, it was good to matter. I sat in the damn front row. <laughs> I, I felt. Because, I felt like a damn big you shot. you normally don't matter. I normally don't matter. I was a big deal there. I got to skip lines. I was sitting in front rows. I was talking to industry people. I, I was talking to other influencers. You sources. Know, was everybody in no, a Hello Kitty sources? outfit though? Like yeah, some some of them. You know. Give us some sources. What's the next anime that's dropping? Um, I, I saw I saw a screener of TPK Euphonium Chikaino Finale. No oh, way, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't get to see Promare. I, d- I didn't want to go see Promare from Trigger, Studio Trigger. That looks good. Oh, uh, the guy, uh, they're making another Akira. Oh, I'm familiar man. with Akira? How's that? Oh, the I blue- feel like I've heard of that name before. Blue yeah, yeah. Wire, I am it's, so It's a sorry. really popular anime from the 80s, I think. It was a movie. I still haven't seen the movie, but they're making more Akira. They're adapting more of the manga, so look at that. Ugh. Check that out. I was at that panel. Fun stuff. Are you done? Manga. I mean, I can go on, but I don't think the audience wants to. But I mean, no, I mean, insider. They definitely I, don't. I listen. I, I have I have a lot of takes, but you know. How about we stick to basketball for now? Stick to, yeah. Uh, as or why not? What's Sedano? We should Sedano talk about Kendrick Nunn some more. Always tells me hashtag he was a stud. To anime. Should talk about some. Did, Kyle we, did Lowry. we properly roast Dakich before? No, we didn't. We kind of got off. Christian roast him. Dockage. Oh, Why do you call him? God. He doesn't deserve to say his name pronounced. It's dickish. D- it's the dick for me. Dickish. Because honestly, like I was enjoying my vacation. I was with my girlfriend. We were in Cape Cod. It was lovely weather. There were great white sharks right out in the bay. It was super relaxing. And then I came home and got the chance to watch a little bit of one of their games. And this dude, first of all, the whole game is talking about how he wants his daughter to date Duncan Robinson. That was really creepy. Which is uncomfortable and creepy in a variety of ways that I really don't want to get into. But he, I mean, throughout the game, it's just very, I mean, like, clearly, like, especially now that I've seen him on Twitter, I think he's, he kind of seeks this. I think he's just one of those guys that likes to say wild things and see how people react. So I don't know. I almost don't want to give him the satisfaction. But then he interviewed Duncan Robinson after the game. He was asking that dude. He was like, "Hey, Duncan. So tell me, what do you think about the fact that uh, you know you have a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar guarantee coming up in a couple weeks? Oh, do you think you're gonna get it?" And I'm just like, "Holy shit! This guy is." Li- I thought he was drunk. I thought he was like. I thought he was on Molly. Honestly, like maybe he was. I don't know, but. So completely out of control. And he was doing it the rest of the summer league. Yeah, he, like, wants, he wants him to dunk on his daughter. 
Oh my god! I cannot believe he asked the contract question. I mean, like above all, dude, like, I was more, I was drunk, was weird. I was mortified, I was uncomfortable, I was angry at the TV, but I couldn't break it because it wasn't mine. Like I'm upset that we didn't properly let Brass's joke, you know, sit in. Which one? Say it again, Brass. He, he wanted someone to dunk on his daughter. No, yeah, it was. Really I didn't think good. that was that I, funny. I, 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 I didn't think I that deserved to, to. My sit. delivery it, was fine. It's not your best word. I let, I let it sit. Brass, brass is funny. That's not his best word. You're better than that. Show the blue wire audience why you're better than that. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Sorry, blue wire. <laughs> Dance monkey. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, blue wire. Follow them at Blue Wire Pods on Twitter. Check them out. Support our community because they're very good and they are giving us a home. Um, I was like, brass, why don't you like throw your voice for a little bit? Like do like that brass, deep soothing do a live thing you do. rendition of Justice Better now. No, I'm definitely not going to do that. But we'll, we'll we'll drop some songs this year. I'm very excited for promise. songs. I'm glad. Listen, if you have been a fan That's of this, you know that uh, we don't do songs very often. But when we do, they are killer. I feel like there's a lot we can do with none better. No. I don't want to do any Justice Better spinoffs. It's just Justice and that's it. Well, none better is his. That's his at, right? That is his at. Yeah, I don't, like... I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I want. I, it's, it's just justice better. That's the thing. It that's it. It's only justice. You know, better. multiple people can get better, Gianni. Ah, that's, that's, you know, the justice better. It's not it. really in the spirit of justice better. Hashtag justice better. Hashtag justice better. Yep. Oklahoma City just announced that Chris Paul is a Thunder player. That jersey <laughs> looks very weird on him. That is how you say it, right? It's he's a Thunder. He's a Thunder. That's why I added the player at the end. He's a Thunder. That's a pretty cool perk to play on the Thunder player that jersey looks very strange on him i don't like it i'm uncomfortable it's not a nice jersey it's like one of the worst in the league the thunder jersey yeah it's bad i feel like i feel like it's objectively the worst worst. what's worse? i like orange so i don't know i don't know what what jerseys you know the laker home whites those are bad those are like objectively ugly i don't like those yeah but th- those are those are among the worst. I feel like heat jerseys are really nice. I feel like they're all nice except for but, the the. Tuxedo I thought you were one. saying earlier today you didn't like the vice jerseys anymore. It's not that I don't like the vice jerseys anymore, but like this idea of making everything branded as vice. I was like, okay, like let's slow down, okay, guys. Like, it's just so very Miami, though. My hot take I is I I haven't gotten tired of it. My hot nope. take is that I like the white vice better than the black vice. Yeah, that's fine. It's a good take. I like I love the white vice. Well, that's the first white you've liked. Are you more. saying you don't like my jersey right now? <laughs> it's a nice jersey. It's a great you jersey. You, it's, you don't it's like my best. Jimmy Butler it's the vice of those... jersey? What happened? It's a Jimmy Butler vice jersey. It's a Jimmy Butler vice jersey? Yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna do the black vices this year, right? Did I read that correctly? Uh from what we understand according to our Winterman didn't know. See, I don't I don't believe that because I understand they don't they don't, they're not gonna get the uh uh, what do you call earned it? Earned edition. When, yeah, the earned edition. But the earned edition, that was the pink. The pink. I, I, they didn't use those enough. Not I like the those. black. I, I, th- I, I think we're going to get the black. I don't think we're going to get the pink. I do like the pink. I, like I think they might bring no, the white back. They might bring the white back. Aren't we getting that little powder blue one or whatever? I, oh, God. I don't see, want I'm, not that. That, I'm not that, down with that. I'm not down with that. I don't like the powder blue. That looks too much like Oklahoma City, if you're asking me. It looks like the, those old Clipper jerseys. True. The powder also blue Clipper true. jersey. Also true. Yeah. If you're gonna go blue, you should go like the Denver Nuggets blue. I love that old. Well, they don't use that anymore. Now they use like a darker blue. But I used to like. I used to love how the Pepsi Center used to look. That was like one of my favorite courts. 
Well, of course. Oh my god, this face app puts bangs on people too? Yeah, no. There's too many things that are evolving. Oh man, Marco Rubio with bangs. Ugh, Jesus. I, I didn't need to see that. Yeah, I saw that tweet from from Adam Smoot. Yeah, god damn it, Smoot. Like, ugh. The balls cast, check them out. They're good. They're pals. Um, Have they, what was the last time that there was a balls cast? Have, balls have cast you guys seen around? that Pat Riley? Face up? Yeah, yeah, so so they so uh so Adam Smoot of of Balls Cast and Five Reasons did a um did a face uh the old face swap thing on Pat Riley, but when Pat was uh, younger, old face swap? No, it's called Face App, Johnny. Get your facts. I don't know, man. Yeah. These millennials. Yeah, yeah, where where is this thing anyway? Is it's on it his like page. A- so they so Adam Adam did this to to Riley Blaker's coach Riley and uh, aged him, and he looks exactly like he does now. Like the algorithm on the on the app is incredible. It's wild. Like he looks the exact same he does right now, and they aged him from in the past. Pretty spot on. It's Incredible, it's Johnny. Do you want to do a mailbag before we wrap? this I up? I would love to do a mailbag. We haven't done a mailbag in so long, Brian. We don't have the imaging at, at hand. Brian will edit in the imaging. Very professional of us. We have imaging for this. We do have. You don't know the mailbag imaging? No. It's our really crappy imaging with like a computer talking, and there's like rustling in the background. It's great. All right. Well, all, all the all the questions are in my mentions, so we're gonna switch this up, and I'm gonna play host, and you guys are gonna answer yeah! the questions. <clears throat> I want Gianni and Brian to give us our best responses to these topical heat questions that have brass? been provided to Why you. Why did you leave Brass Twitter. out? Yeah, what's wrong with Brass? Well, I'm not gonna have any. Well, no, but, no, because like you guys usually just let the people that are featured do this part, and I mean. Oh, so like, now we get the answer. I'm, I got I'm really just trying to get Brian to talk because Brian stays too quiet for too long. So I want to hear Brian's thoughts. Okay. Sweet. Welcome to a new segment we like to call the Heat Beat Mailbag. You've sent us your questions and hot takes using the hashtag MHB Mailbag. Now it's our turn to give you our answers and tell you how wrong your opinions are. At DREZQT asks, talk about how fitting Jimmy into the old starting lineup of Winslow, Richardson, uh, Waiters, Olenek, Bam is going to surprise people. And if they don't trade for another star this offseason, do they already have the makings of a team that's going to surprise a lot of people? You've read that incredibly poorly. Um, <laughs> it really did. It was so hard. I was wow, all over the place with dude. that. <laughs> 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 this is why you do this. <laughs> I was bad. I was I barely understood. Okay, so... Um, it's kind of subbing out uh, Jay Rich for, for Jimmy, so then you'd have Winslow, Jimmy Butler, Kelly Olenek, Bam Adebayo, uh, and, who's, and Dion uh, Waiters. He's just naming Waiters. all the players on the Heat. Just answer the question. I'm just saying the starting lineup that was proposed. Uh, I, I really like that lineup. I think that Dion, especially with his with his newfound weight loss, he looks great. He looks like your 30 and 11 Dion. I think that we don't talk enough about what a good defender Dion is when he's healthy. You know, obviously the ankle kind of derailed a lot, but. That guy has always competed on the defensive end, even before he got to Miami. So I, I just think that the fact that he's a shooter, a willing shooter, who defends incredibly, can handle the ball, is going to make an enormous difference in playing next to Jimmy and Winslow, who's just, like I said before, I, he has it. He's just, I really see Winslow as an Igudala type guy, just bigger. And and, uh, and I, I talked a lot about how I feel about Kelly and, and Jimmy. So I actually do think that starting lineup is going to be really good. I think it'll probably be... They're easily their best lineup. I hope they do start Winslow, because I preferred Drogic off the bench, as he did towards the end of last season. But should they start Drogic, I still think that starting lineup is still pretty formidable. I think, personally, 
as a surprise, I think that team could probably be a four seed if everything breaks right and everyone stays healthy. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler could probably have an all-NBA season on the Heat if he's a feature role, uh, not the feature role player, featured star on the team. Um, besides that, I think Bam could definitely have a leap that we're all imagining he could have um, since the second season in the NBA. And, you know, if they played their cards right, I think they're a good second-round team that could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, I think we're definitely you know, going to surprise I think people. I think they'll make it past the first round. I think we're definitely going to surprise people just for the simple fact that, that we're projected at 42 and a half wins and yeah, that's bullshit. But way over. I think they're going to win 50. I think they're going to win 45. I would slow down. I like 45. At JBeans underscore 15 asks, is anime better? <laughs> ah, glad you asked. Yes, it is. No. Next question. Absolutely at not. You didn't Purple get my Buckets opinion. asks, if we do get Chris Paul, what about paying Justice at the four again, but in the Draymond Green role? No. 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 Justice, no. I, I talked no. to Justice. He no. hates the four so much, and I would rather have him come off the bench as a point guard. No, that was really good. Him. I like it when you guys answer fast. At Brian is the king asked, it's not a question, but talk about KZ Okpala, his ceiling, how soon can he contribute, when will he win his first MVP, etc.? Well, I don't think he played in Summer League, right? He he, he was banned from playing Summer League because uh, he, he didn't get a chance to really have any practice with the team until about the second week of Summer League. So they just held him out. He still practiced. Um, from what I understand, he's pretty skinny, so he's going to have to add on some weight. Uh, I think this is going to be almost like a retro year for him, personally. Or if anything, we'll see kind of what happened to Josh Richardson in his rookie season where he didn't really contribute until the second half. I like that. I like sending him to the D-League, let him bulk up, let him figure things out, then come back. I do think that that's like, a, I think the role that they'll want him in is just like a stand in the corner and defend kind of guy, which I think is kind of probably one of the easiest roles to have. So as long he's as a he really, no, he's weight. a really good ball handler, though. Well, I mean, but, but they have a lot of those. Going to the D-League did wonders for Josh, though. So yeah. he I was believe, not a playable in that system. Yeah. person, and he became like this knockdown shooter and all-NBA defender, so... I think Opal's going to have a good year. He's never going to win MVP, though. Whoa! Don't say wow. that's Brian the King's boy. Wow. Hot take. All right. At Crab Smut Peddler oh. asks, What do you think Spo is going to do for backup center when they need stops? More Matin slash Maton? What is it? Yante Maton. Can't spell Matin without Maton. Maton. More Maton slash UD minutes? Is Bam going to end up playing 38 minutes per game? Well, Myers, Myers the, the, the Maton thing is interesting because we didn't even get into the, the money they have left and Udonis. They're going to have to cut Mason. I mean, that's the yeah, move they're gonna to have get to cut right. I have the three people that have the, well, actually four players that have uh, non-guaranteed deals. They're definitely keep Derek Jones Jr., absolutely. Uh, Duncan Robinson, they already gave him uh, his million dollars. That was like two two or three days ago, so he's going to be on the team. So it's really, you're asking whether the are going to cut Kendrick Nunn, who was a first-team All-NBA player in Summer League and scored 22 points per game, or going to cut Yante Main, who kind of revert, reverted back from his first season. Yeah, I, th- I think Mayton is definitely the one so that I goes. think Mayton's the on man now. Unless he shows out, I mean, they're still training camp and preseason. So Listen, still we've, time. I've watched enough preseason Rodney to know anything's possible in preseason. <laughs> Yo, preseason Rodney Magruder is Chris Paul. Like him and uh, the pick okay, and roll. Uh, we're, n- we're not we're not doing this right now. No, no but, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we should go back to that, though, because we, we do need to talk. Because that is an issue with the team, man. Like rebounding. The uh, scavenger. Uh, as far as who the backup center is going to be, it's going to have to be Myers Leonard until they find someone else. Which I feel like is not that bad. Yeah. They can do worse. Okay, anyway. go on. At 
at Lane underscore asks, if the entire Heat Beat roster was stranded on a desert island, who would you all decide to cannibalize first? Alf. <laughs> Why Alf? Because everyone else is going to say Gianni. Because Alf, 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 but Gianni's not as fat anymore. Alf is the biggest among us. Oh, and he'd, he'd provide, he's still got some meat on there. Yeah, he'd, he'd provide the most nutrients, and I also think that Alf is the most likely to plan a mutiny. I think knowing <laughs> Gianni's diet of like you know just veggies and stuff, he's Ooh, there's yeah, nothing. There's no meat on his bones heard. that would actually taste good. No, no, no. Grass-fed meat's really good. Grass, I've heard. D- do you eat that? Gianni? I, that's that's I've heard. Grass-fed, yeah. I mean, Oh, okay. Are you get you're like an organic guy? You buy like I love I love organic foods? stuff. I, I I'm like I, I really like veganism. I'm not a vegan. Oh, no, he I, likes shopping at Publix. Never mind. I love shopping at Publix. I cool love story. The, Next I question. I love produce shopping. It's great. Next. <laughs> at Jeremy Tash asks. Tash. Hi. Get your facts. What is it? Tashay. Tashay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he That's just, so he just broke his heart. Fancy. We only worked with him for eighteen months. Jeremy Teshe. Oh, I never. I don't know. I've ever heard it. I just always read it. What did Whatever. Jeremy ask? What's Jeremy asks. Hi, I can be your hero. Oh, by the way, my new handle, if you guys don't know, is at I can be your hero, spelled Tyler Hero style. Forward your. Hi, I can be your hero. First time, long time. Are the Heat the most handsome team in the league? I'll hang up and listen. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great question. I think the Warriors are no, in that conversation. No. The, Definitely, the, the, yes. The Sixers are, no, are pretty handsome. It's, it's, a, it's a for sure yes for me just because Jimmy Butler now has frosted tips. I think Justice Winslow's the most handsome player in the NBA. There, I said it. He I is mean, very handsome. Yeah, Jimmy he Butler. Better. He has a million-dollar smile. He is very, very handsome. Um, <laughs> this got weird. No, I, yeah. I, 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 no I, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of the roster. I'm thinking... Who else is? Who else is? Duncan Robinson's a handsome guy. Well, yeah, I mean, I was, he's have, like, handsome enough for, for Dan Dockett. So, I mean, Dan Dockett <laughs> thinks that that that, that D Rob is handsome. Um, D Wade, D Wade's not here anymore. He's hoping he's going to spend that million dollars on his nest egg for his daughter. Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne was incredibly handsome. The Tyler Hero is like a handsome kid. You know, he's a he's a good looking chap. Yeah. Uh, Wade Ellington, but he was. I mean, he's not here anymore. That guy is very handsome. He makes the all heat handsome team. I miss Jay Rich. Me too, man. I was thinking about that today in the car. I was driving home from, and I was I was just thinking about man, I, I love Jay Rich. I'm so sad he's not here anymore. He's the best. Christian, read another question. Don't let the don't let the awkward silence of Sorry. Missing well Jay Rich no, because sit. this is a picture related Fez butter. Ugh, you're killing me right now. He just he sent me this picture of Ignore Andy. Fez, he unfollowed me. He, he, it's a picture of Andy Ellisberg with the trophies, but I guess is there a way to do the face app where it makes you younger? Yes. Yes. So it's younger Andy Ellisberg with the trophies. That's, that's not a it. question. That's not a question. I agree. I'd, I'll let me find that so I can retweet because I agree. Fans, <laughs> follow me again. I'm sorry about. Uh, I'm sorry about that one dog tweet. Uh, I think did we run out of questions? That's it. That's all. That's all that this organization could. Pull? Okay, no. Uh, uh, one more. At Billy McSmelly asks <laughs> strengths, weaknesses, unknowns heading into 2019-20, and also is this the year Justice is finally better? Justice is already better. Strengths on the team, uh, for sure. I think three point shooting is gonna be a strength this season. Uh, weaknesses, uh, rebounding. 
that's about it. That's a big one for me. I, the rebounding, is, I think, is going to be a, a huge thing. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe Bab could take a step in that direction. Uh, Olenek's not the best rebounder, but I think you're going to want him on the floor. I do think that they'll have a good defense, um, and it also depends on how much they're going to play Tyler Hero. I do think that they, they still have an issue that their guards are small other than Justice, and I do think that if Goron ends up being the starting point guard, they're there's going to be some questions um yeah i do i do think defensive rebounding is going to be an issue i think offensive rebounding won't matter because we're not going to miss (laughs) (laughs) tyler hero correct derrick jones jr is a good offensive rebounder he is but i don't like the idea of playing derrick jones jr a ton of minutes i don't think he's ready yet i do think that he needs to be more of a plus shooter before you can really play like a heavy minute load. I mean, I think the I think the goal is you want Derrick Jones Jr. to be your starting three, right? Or or starting four. Uh I mean if if he could really develop enough skills to play like a, a competent three, that would be huge. I think ideally you'd they, want they, they could they could throw out Winslow, Butler, DJJ, Kelly, and Bam, and have mm-hmm. fun with that. Like, I think that that ultimately, if if DJJ can be a plus shooter, that's what you want. He says, if you leave him open, he's knocking it down. Gordon Alex. I mean, he he. Li- I mean, I've been in practice with him, and and that guy really works on the shots, especially from the corners. And I'm pretty sure that that's by design. They really want him, especially now that Josh is not here anymore, and Jimmy's not going to be standing in a corner. And Justice isn't really like a stand-in-the-corner shooter anyway. I do think they they really need a guy. Kelly's not a stand-in-the-corner shooter either. They don't really have a lot of guys that are really going to be parked in the corner. Well, so. McGruder was it. Yeah, Rodney Rodney, and Josh were the guys. And now that they're not here, they're going to need to fill that void. So I really look to see DJJ kind of park himself in that corner. Uh, you know, for, for such an analytically savvy team, Miami, I don't feel took as many corner threes as as they should have. They they really liked above the break threes, and that might be a product of Dragic liking those threes, Dwayne liking those threes, um, Winslow liking them, and stuff like that. But they really They're gonna take a lot in more in transition with Hero on the court for sure. And he likes that. And Hero could be another guy that you could park in the corner, but I, I kinda look at Hero as a guy who's gonna be moving a lot and, and kind yeah. of up top. So I mean the the thing that also hurt them is that they just never they didn't have any real number one threat to like fully make defenses commit. Guys, and we're talking about what the Heat are gonna look like for the first time in years. We know what they're gonna look like every year because they've had the same damn players. This is fun. I mean, it's gonna be great. They're, I mean, a, a good chunk of the offense should honestly just being running pick and rolls until Jimmy Butler gets somebody into a mismatch, and then. He just goes to work this because is that is where he does his damage. I say that that Dragic injury last year kind of saved the team. In a way, it, it, it also it, cost well, them I, the playoffs. But it, no, it know. did cost. But it, but it, it it redirected the team in in the direction that it should be going. I mean, putting yeah. putting just as a point. I mean, it sort of shifted everything. You know, and I mean, I say that, and now who knows what they're actually going to start? I still think they are going to go justice. I I do not think that if they're even semi serious about it being a competition in training camp, that Justice won't come out as a starting point guard. Justice he's, better. He he's he's better than Goran Dragic right now. I can comfortably say that. I mean, Chris Paul's going to be a starting point guard, so I don't know what we're asking. 